0: It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Things can sometimes feel helpless and dire in the world right now, but as Pastor J.D. teaches today, believers don't need to despair. All that's happening is pointing to the last days biblical prophecy is being fulfilled and world events indicate it could be any day that Jesus could return. Be ready and watchful and full of hope. Now don't forget to stay with us after today's prophecy update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly prophecy update on YouTube. Now here's Pastor JD with today's prophecy update as shared on July 10th, 2022.
1: Israel's government collapse again. Did you hear about this? Check this out. It is now setting up a fifth election in three years, for the first time in Israel's history of 74 years. Let's bring Roe v. way back on the table, 50 years, 74 years. Good thing we're living to be 80 years old, I guess, huh? The first time in the history of Israel since its rebirth as a nation, which fulfilled what many Bible teachers believe to be the most important prophecy in all of the Bible was the rebirth of the nation Israel. May 14th, 1948. It gets better, or worse, depending on how you want to look at it. Number eight, the forming of a global religion, government, and economy. This is Revelation 17 and 18. It's also Revelation 13, verses 11 through 18. Um. Hang in there with me. There's two things I want to bring into the discussion again on this one. Uh, You probably heard about the Georgia Guidestones. Did you hear about what happened? Uh, Well, they no longer exist now because somebody or something or whoever or whatever destroyed one of the pillars And then they just tore the whole thing down under the banner of safety, you know, so they just, but, but very interesting because of what was on those guide stones and when those guide stones were erected 42 years ago, so 50 years, 74 years, and now 42 years, okay? Okay one has referred to what was on them in, I think it was something like eight different languages. The Ten Commandments of the Antichrist, starting with the first one, which is a global genocide, and it starts with the word maintain <laughs> the global population in balance with nature mm-hmm. at 500 million. Ooh you're going to have to kill a lot of people. If my calculations are correct, that's something like 93 plus percent of the global population today has to be eliminated in order to accomplish just the first one. Uh, Another one, world court rule, government And then there's something very conspicuous about these, and of course it's riddled with mystery, and controversy, and conspiracy, because you see they carved on these stones the year that it was, and then it doesn't tell you the year. And then it also says that underneath, oh perfect, six feet under, I remember hearing one guy say the reason why they implemented arbitrarily six feet apart social distancing. Oh, you made the connection, didn't you? Please tell me you did. Six feet under. Six? Six not not seven. And and certainly not five. Not five. Six. So on the stones it said. Uh, Six feet under is a time capsule, but then it doesn't say where. It's just left blank. (laughs) Forty-two years. Here's another one for you. CERN, are you familiar with what CERN is? Okay, good well, they call it a hadron collider, if I'm even pronouncing it right, but it's supposed to open up a portal into another dimension. Well, simultaneously with everything else, they started it up for the third time. Do you know when They started construction on this thing they call CERN, which has got 666 all over it by the way. And some actually suggest that it's the fulfillment of Revelation chapter 9 verses 1 through 3, when the abyss is opened, that portal is opened. And these demons come out, locusts, and I mean it, they connect with hell basically, and all the demons of hell. Construction began on May 17th of 1954, 68 years ago. Again, good thing we're gonna live to be 80, right? Because you got 50, you got 74, you got 42, and now you got 68. I I know there are mathematicians, and I have a great deal of respect for those that are, but I just wonder, what are the statistical odds of all of these things, simultaneously, within a period of maybe, oh, one week, let's give it two weeks, two weeks, things that have been in place for 70, sixty-eight years, seventy-four years, fifty years. Now? Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Oh, you guys did that good. Two more. Number nine. We talk about this often as well. The mocking of Bible prophecy. And the pre-tribulation rapture. this is second Peter three. And number 10, the aforementioned turning away from the truth and following doctrines of demons. This is First Timothy chapter four, verse one. So again, an abbreviated list of all of the prophecies that are in play today. And we just got done reading the promises in God's Word, where God says, yeah, I know it's going to get pretty (laughs) pretty bad right up until the end, but I got you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to keep you. I'm going to see you through. I know it doesn't look like you're going to make it through this one. I know it's really bad but I got this. And oh, by the way, um, you take heart and you be encouraged, because you know what all of this means? All of this means is we are so close. I mean, can we just go back to the statistical odds of just my abbreviated list? And it's an abbreviated list. There are so many more things all simultaneously happening, now, now. They've been in place for years, decades, now, just in time. Everything's right on schedule. (laughs) Nah, okay, I'll, I'll save it for another time, in the interest of time. But everything is perfectly on time. Everything prophetically is going perfectly according to God's prophetic plan. And we are, I mean, in the last hour. And you take heart. I know you're battle-weary. You have little strength. But you know what awaits you? You got this trust fund? I mean, no attorney's going to touch it. No one's going to contest it. It's going to be, it's undefilable. Is that a word? Let's just say that's a word. It's, it's uncorruptible. It's untouchable. It's preserved, reserved for you. And by the way, I, I've got a lot invested in you, by the way, because it cost me everything because you are not your own but you are purchased with a price you're that pearl of great price that cost me everything to get to buy to purchase to pay for in full and that's the gospel of Jesus Christ and here's the bottom line there's little time left i know i say this all the time but please we got to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus as fast as we possibly can. There is no more time. We need to get the gospel, the good news of salvation, found in the person of Jesus Christ to as many people as we possibly can. What is the gospel? It's very simple. Jesus came, and he died in our place to pay for our sins. He was buried, and he rose again on the third day, and he's coming back again one day. Good news. That's what the word gospel means, good news. Your debt has been paid, you're free to go. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. We use the ABC's only because it's just a simple, childlike simple explanation of salvation. It's not a formula. You don't have to do it exactly this way, but it's just like a template. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've (laughs) sinned. Because unless and until you acknowledge that you're a sinner, why would you have any interest in a Savior? Romans 3.10 says, There is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's actually what the word sin means, missing the mark, falling short. It's an archery term. When you would shoot the arrow if you missed the bullseye, they would say, You missed the mark, you sinned. You fell short. And we've all missed the bullseye of God's perfect standard of righteousness. We've all sinned and fallen short. Now Romans six twenty three. Thank you, God, for Romans six twenty three. <laughs> Because it packages the bad news first with the good news. What's the bad news? Well, there's a penalty for the sin and all of sin. What's the penalty? It's the death penalty. For the wage of sin is death. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now stay with me on this. So, I've been sentenced to death, I'm guilty as charged, I've broken God's law, I fell short of His perfect standard of righteousness and transgressed, and now I'm going to be sentenced to death, and then Jesus says, I'll go to my death in your place. You will? Yeah. And I'll die for you, and then I'll offer to you the gift that I paid for you, which is the gift of eternal life. I'll pay for it. What's it going to cost? My life. But I'll pay for it in full, and I'll offer you the gift that I paid for, the gift of eternal life. The B is for believe in your heart, and this is central. It's actually even simpler than A, B, C. It's as simple as B, just believe. For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe, and get baptized, and fill out an application, and get a license, and join a church, and start tithing to the church, and I'm sorry for that, but you get the point, right? No. Whosoever would believe would be saved, would not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 10 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then lastly, the sea, it's for call. Upon the name of the Lord, or as romans ten nine and ten also says, If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved and romans ten thirteen lastly says all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I implore you today, if you're in this church that I'm so very privileged to pastor, or watching online and you've never believed in your heart, put your trust in the Lord and called upon Him, I implore you today, Today is the day of salvation, the day to make the most important decision of your life for eternal life. Before we get to today's but God testimony, which is a wow, (laughs) I want to share with you from Scripture the best but God ever, and it's in Romans 5, 8, and 9. But God demonstrates His own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than, having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through Him. Oh but God changes everything. Those two words, but God. Well, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you today's but God testimony. It comes from Gail Price and her daughter Rochelle. They're from Independence, Missouri. She writes, The testimonies at the end of your sermons are always a blessing. I wanted to share this wonderful experience that my daughter and I recently had. We have a local park that is 86 acres. We have been working with the park director for over a year for the installation of two memorial park benches. Each was to have a memorial plaque added. I have become very familiar with the layout of this large park and sent pictures of only two locations I suggested that the benches be installed. My daughter, Rochelle, and I went to the park on Mother's Day to see the final installation. To our surprise, we were approached by a young man who asked about the one bench and said that he had lost his daughter of five years old in an apartment fire and he laid some of her ashes in the location of that exact one bench. He expressed the shock and joy that he felt when, all of a sudden, one day, when I came back to sit here across the lake from that spot, a bench appeared. He was pleased to hear the story of the young Marine, Mark, whose name it bared. These two pictures are Mark's bench where his daughter's ashes lay. Mark was my daughter's fiance, and he died at 30 years old on his bed, on his birthday, and the day he was to come home on leave to do all his legal paperwork and pick out a ring. Mark suffered a heart attack on his birthday and dropped in the middle of morning cadence. Rochelle and I, both being nurses, and Rochelle a chemist, we pursued with the coroner any and all possible causes. Mark had just received multiple vaccines in preparation for deployment. We brought him home to Kansas City, Missouri, by medical ambulance, and he officially died four days later of complete organ failure. He never regained consciousness and remained on a ventilator. And so the vaccine questions began. We promptly emailed the park director and asked that a memorial be added to the bench with the name of his daughter, (laughs) the five-year-old, that died in an apartment fire. This man also discussed his faith and how he had just recently been saved. (laughs) I asked him to go to the other bench that had the website for jdfarag.org so that he could grow in his faith. It was an amazing experience, and I could not help but feel the Holy Spirit was directing my request for placement of the one bench specifically to honor this little girl as well in a park, of 86 acres, it seems shocking that we placed a bench right where it was important to this young man. Great timing for my daughter and her Marine since it was around the 4th of July. Thank you, God. And thank you, J.D., for your endless patience with us. As we continue to grow and learn, how we can inspire and share. You know, God is always working, and when we walk in the Spirit, we see His ways at work much more clearly. And then she says this, As this world gets darker and the spiritual attacks intensify, it is such a tremendous comfort to have a church family like yours to weather the storm. I found Pastor J.D. not long after Mark's passing. I was completely unaware of the nearness of the rapture. It has brought my broken heart joy to know I'll be reunited with my love soon. We tell others about Jesus wherever we go. Bless you, Gail and Rochelle Price.
0: Praise the Lord. We are so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7.00 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor JD. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, Go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor JD. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and his love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdforrog.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.